Welcome back to the BDSM show with Billy and Devo, also known as Dilly and Bevo. Welcome back to the BDSM show. That's Billy and Devo talk sports and manliness. As always, I'm Billy. I'm Devo, and we are right on time. We're actually early. Yeah, this is usually when we get together. We're still like exchanging questionable links at this point, usually in the right. recording process. I'm usually just firing up Skype or Audacity or whatever. I'm rubbing the sleep out of my eyes, thinking, oh, fuck, is it 10.30 already? I'm talk- tucking away the boner that I have to get rid of now that I'm not watching porn anymore. I flip it up into my waistband. <laughs> you it give, hides it. And you give it away good. tricks of the trade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny because it's true. It is. Very true. That was, uh, uh, I had, um, in high school, I had a sports class. Uh, I think it was like team sports or something like that. And like half the varsity cheerleading squad was in my my class oh jesus christ that's gonna so, be fantastic and miserable yeah yeah uh, because we had to wear the gym uniforms so short shorts and t-shirts and yeah so i became a master at flipping it into waistband before we got up to head out to the fields so that nobody had any idea you know it's funny that there's a scene that we were just kind of both quoting at in super bad right what if chicks weren't wanted to see your boner when michael sarah says that he goes that's the world i want to live in <laughs> <laughs> i love that right scene. right um we were we were talking about adding in a few different intros right to the um to the repertoire of intros so it's not just i think we had my sister do one and bubba do one and then there's the the regular old cold open. Right. Um, we're going to mix in a few more of those. We had some ideas. Um, and if you have an idea or you want to be in part of the, the intro, you should email us or text me or whatever. You know how to get a hold of us. Just send a random voice uh, recording. Yeah, record on your phone. Go to voice recorder. Record on your phone. And then you can load it to your Google Drive or you can... Email it. Don't text it. Email it or Google right. Drive it. Keep the high quality. Yeah. And then almost anything you say we'll put on there. Sure, just about. Almost. Anything short of Billy and Debo have tiny baby dicks. I mean, even that I'd probably be okay with. Uh, I can't go sign that. I can't get sign off. Of. I, mean, I mean, you're the producer, so you're. the bottom I, line is you're, you're going to say what goes and what doesn't go. Right. Despite the truth of it, I'm not going to admit that to the world, okay? Your your baby acorn. Tokyo, Japan. I mean, they might relate, but they don't want to hear about my baby dick. Yeah, I told. so I totally want to do an Australian woman. I mean, you know, I mean, I do want to do that, but I also want one on the intro. Right, like Margot Robbie's voice is is so sultry. She's on fiber... But if she is, I'll definitely get her to do it. I mean, yeah. If she's, I think she's doing a little too well now to be doing recordings for five bucks pop. 
you know what? We won't know until I look. Right. Of course. Uh, maybe somebody can do a Margot Robbie impression. Sure. Which e- I'd be even fine that. With. Like a Harley Quinn. Oh, that'd be great too. Yeah. Um, I want um like a Chinese lady or a Japanese lady doing English. Right. Uh, I, w- I think that would be hilarious. Sure would. I think a um um what was the other one we were talking? Oh yeah, um like a seventies black dude. Right. Would be funny. From of like the shaft variety. Yeah, yep. You goddamn right. So um what else was there? Was there any other ones we wanted to add in there? We wanted to get like four or five of them. I wish we could get Shia LaBeouf, but not like actor Shia LaBeouf. The motivational no. speaker, Shia LaBeouf. Activist, Shia LaBeouf. Just do it! <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe like a wrestler voice. Like if someone could do us in like a uh, Hogan or Macho Man voice. Right. That would be fun. Absolutely. Impressions. If anybody's good at impressions, you should text me. Absolutely. I can do Sylvester Stallone. Maybe I'll try and record one tomorrow. Okay. I can do, like, the Rocky voice. Well, I mean, that's basically Stallone voice. <laughs> right. I mean, at this point, if you ever hear him talk, that's his voice and everything, so... Yeah, that's true. Um, you can do Arnold. Get down! <laughs> you do a good one. Get to the chopper! When the pizza with 9mm bullets. Oh, yes. That's one of my favorite, like, soundboard clips ever. That's like you go to. I used to have that on my voicemail, and I actually fooled my mom with it once. She thought she got a pizza joint, and she hung up, and she looked at the number, <laughs> and she called back, and she actually, God bless her, she placed an order for a pizza, <laughs> and then said, please call me back. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I hate those voicemails where they're like, hello? And you're like, oh, hey, ah, Billy, what's up? He's gotcha. like, hey, I'm not here. <laughs> Leave a message. I also don't like the ones that are like, oh, you've reached so-and-so and so-and-so. No, I haven't. I'm talking to your voicemail because I haven't reached you. You know what mine used to say? You've reached Evan's cell phone voicemail. See, that makes sense. I think it actually still does. It, it, that makes actual sense because that's what I've reached. I've reached your voicemail. I haven't reached you because you didn't answer. Back before I was looking for a job... It used to say, please don't leave a message. Right. Just text me or email me. Right. Because I'm not going to check this. Of course. And now it says, please call me with a job offer. (laughs) Right. I'll take anything. I'll suck dick for Coke. If you have a competitive 401k, please leave a message. (laughs) (laughs) A uh, low deductible health insurance plan. (laughs) Right. So, um, speaking of health insurance, there's been a big uptick in health conscious friends. Have you noticed that? I have. Like, it started out with the New Year's resolutions, right? Like, of, of course, everyone's got them. Everyone does. But, I mean, we're into late March now, and generally they're gone. Right. Um, but... I've noticed that like the whole thirty, like that that diet test detox thingy. Sure. Have you heard of this whole thirty thing? I think so. Where they quit eating like dairy, they quit eating 
sugar. They quit eat drinking booze. They quit. I have seen that. Um, one of Amanda's friends is doing that. So it works. Um, one of my buddies, you know, you remember Dane? He came on yeah. the show one time. Yeah, he did it, and he lost like twenty five pounds, like in a month. See, I don't want to lose twenty five pounds. I want to keep said, it. He said it was miserable. Oh, I bet. I imagine. Tell me I can't eat dairy, so no dairy. ice cream's out the window. No you cheese. You tell me I can't have no sugar. eggs. That's everything. Everything I eat has sugar, so fuck you. I I gave up sugar, like added sugar. Right. So there's still sugar in, like, carrots. There's, you know, bell peppers. Like, there's still sugar in all of those things. But I gave up added sugar. Right. Which I miss. I really do miss candy. Um, but it started there, and so your wife actually got mixed up into this whole fitness thing. Yeah. And I didn't realize how how different she could look. Because I never took her as fat or chubby or big boned no, or thick or... Absolutely not. Husky or any of those things. Not by any means, no. You know, and we've hung out pretty recently, like this year, a few times. Yeah. Yeah, on more than a couple occasions. And not once was I ever like, eh, maybe you should switch to capris. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like the right. short shorts were always fine. Right. No, absolutely. Trust but, me. I see it every day. But then she went online and she posted a before and after, which I was a dummy and didn't take a before, but I'll post an after later. Right. Um, and what a difference. Yeah. You know, she started eating a little better and, and working out, and holy smokes. It's all toned up. <laughs> right? Good for you. Absolutely. My notes say she went from hot to hotter. I mean, I've I've always thought she was hottest, but, you know. <laughs> she, made, she made the list. Right. Right. The top five. Yeah, uh, number one. Right. I mean, she's on my list, too, but. You know what I mean? Right. What? Well, and uh, one of her friends posted on there, like, damn. And I was like, yeah, I say that pretty much every morning. Yep. When you pretend to sleep, she's like getting ready and you're like, do, do, do. Just not right. watching. Yep. Crack my eye open. I'm like, damn. <laughs> she's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm, I was like a dream. <laughs> me, 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 me. Hey, wake up. What? Me, me, me. Oh, was what? I talking in my huh? sleep again? Did you? Oh, hey, babe, you look nice. Um, yep. I d- d- you did also mention that you purchased or she did some new leggings? Uh, yes, I did get her uh, some new leggings. Now, there was quite a bit of banter on Facebook about these le- leggings. Right. Um, I'm kind of excited. Uh, me too. Do they make Indeed. USF ones like that? I feel like they should. I searched... Like oh, the, you the tried of, to find them? The official Red Sox website had a bunch of leggings, and mm-hmm. we didn't really like any of those. And we went to the USF Athletics website, and there was really not a lot of options. <sighs> Motherfuckers. Surprisingly. So there might be something out there on the internet, because the ones we ended up going with were not like Amazon or official Red Sox website or anything like that. But right. It, the USF ones may be out there. I don't know. We'll have to see if we can find them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm i going to pat myself on the back and put myself over. I just hit the 30-pound mark in nice. losses. 
Well done, man. And I do have some news for you fellas out there that are a little on the husky side. Um, 30 pounds, you know, it does make the shed for your tool a little smaller. Right. So then your tool looks a little bigger. (laughs) I can, that's confirmed. Nice. I remember the other day, I was like, whoa, where did you come from? Hi. I was like, damn. And my wedding ring, dude, if I shook my hand hard enough, like, you know, if you're trying to dry your hands, or like right. you pinched your finger, I think I could shake my ring right off. Nice. That might help when you go to the bar later. <laughs> right. No, I can't go. I don't drink that stuff anymore. Oh, that's true. I cut out beer. Well, Although the bar I did sells have, hard liquor. That's true. I did have a beer on St. Patrick's Day. <gasps> Excuse me. I had a Guinness. How dare you? It was fucking delicious. I When we're done here, I might open up with Sam Adams. Dude, I... You know what? And I, I read the label. There's only like 10 carbs or something and like 160 calories in a Guinness. So I was like, I'm just going to have the one. I'll be fine. Sure. So that's what I did. Hope you jogged home from there. Um, I was already home. Oh. I hope you went to the store and back from there. And then <laughs> Friday, I go to the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Right. And one of our loyal listeners meets me there. Mm-hmm. His name it rhymes with Schmakeup Schmalens. Interesting. That's an interesting name, Schmalens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, I haven't done a chin-up in like 10 years. Right. And we've been talking about it, and I think Friday's the day. All right. I haven't even tried one, but I think because I'm minus 30 pounds and have been working out. It should. Should I, be possible. I feel like I'm going to be okay. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the plan. I want to, you know what? I'm going to have Jacob um, video it. You, in in the event, the unlikely event that it doesn't, it, it doesn't happen naturally, you could have Jacob, I don't know, on the, the all fours. Push. <laughs> right. Give you a little boost. The old butt push-up? Sure. Are you talking about cock push-ups? <laughs> it's where you, where you lay on your stomach and you let your boner pick you up. <laughs> oh, man. Jack Black is funnier on, on CDs than he, he is in movies. I totally agree, dude. The Tenacious D album is way funnier than any Jack Black movie ever made. Right. Right, and also he's funnier as like a bit piece than Carrie the movie. Right, so there's that too. You know, he would be good like comedic relief for a movie. Sure, like just you know the store clerk, who, who the main character goes to, right, to right, buy right. a coffee, and it's Jack Black. Like that, absolutely, would be, that would be his jam. And I do like him as a voiceover guy because he did the voiceover for Kung Fu Panda. He was Poe, so. Yep. He did a great job. It was well done. Just not as a, the uh, lead actor in a live action movie, <laughs> right. per se. Like School of Rock was basically just him being him. Right. And Orange County sucked so bad. I don't even remember what his part was in that. Right. It was bad was... enough that they started selling that in a double pack with Nacho Libre when Nacho Libre came out. Oh, yeah. Nacho Libre we saw in the movie theater. Yeah. With Mike Crambone. Uh, yeah, doing Jaeger bombs at the bar there. Jaeger bombs. He was pretty drunk. Yeah, that was uh, that was when Tell Me When to Go came about. That's right. Because 
He was trying to open the door to go fight a state trooper on the highway. While we were driving. Right. And I had to tell him, Mike, put your head on the seat. Put your head Just, on the headrest and doesn't, yeah, don't move it until we tell you. Don't, yeah. You're not going to fight a state trooper while we're moving on the highway. I'm yeah, sorry, wait, buddy. Wait till we stop. Right. Um, I'm just Mike going, okay, man, tell me when to go. Tell me when to go. That, those were the days. Good times. Those yeah. were the days when we had to give Mike the uh, the chain belt yeah, we, and lock it on <laughs> so that nobody was exposed to his nude sleeping habits. That was so awesome. <laughs> we'll, have tell that, we'll have to tell that story some other time. Absolutely. But that was fantastic. Yeah. Um... On Saturday, I went to the um, Green River Fest. Nice. The um, mayor, you know, the sit downtown, they host a big party for St. Patrick's Day. They have uh, Irish bands. They have the green beer trucks all over Curtis Hickson Park. Right. And then they have this boat that goes and dyes the, dyes the river green. Nice. And it was like fluorescent green. Of course. It was pretty cool. Apparently, it's okay for the fish. Well, I would uh, hope. So that was pretty fun. It was a beautiful day. Um, Jeff Rich met us out there. He walked up. He lives over on Davis Island. Yeah. And he walked over. So, nice. Yeah, we had a good time. He didn't drink any beers. It felt weird being down there and around all that St. Patrick's Day stuff and not even having a beer. Right. Yeah, but, absolutely. Know, I had my kids and, you know, Jen was here at the house cleaning, cleaning the house, so... We were just, it was probably just for the best tonight. Right. Plus, it's not my diet anymore. You don't get to 30 pounds by smashing green beers. I mean, you probably could. You just have to run a few extra miles. Pass. I'm not running. And I haven't, I haven't run at all. This has all been just weights and diet. Right. Um, You had the chance to check out Top Golf. We did. Absolutely. Tell me about it because I'm still so curious. I want to go. It was uh it was pretty neat. We um they have obviously the three decks and we got on the third deck. Uh we were a little nervous, anxious maybe, because one of Heather's coworkers had gone the week before and said they had like a three hour wait. Jesus. And, yeah, and we were like, eh, one hour maybe because we can stop by the bar, sports bar there they got going on. Yeah, get, get some, some food. food. Yeah. Get a couple drinks in you. Uh, but three hours, we're going to dip the fuck out and find something else, like maybe the indoor skydiving place right next door. And so uh, her friend had gotten there about 20 minutes before us and put our names on the list, said it was about an hour wait. So they started, they went to the bar, got some food. We met them and, and uh, got a couple drinks. And the nice thing there is they've got the local craft brewers. So, you know, they got Cigar City and a couple of the Sarasota brewers and stuff like that, which is nice. You know, it's good to see local business supporting local business. Um, the golf itself is interesting. You know, they got the, the full driving range, but they got targets, uh, like target greens sort of um, dispersed throughout the field. And they've got a few games. The one we played was... I think the namesake of the um, of the place, Top Golf, I think, and basically it goes by, you know, the farthest targets get more points, and then 
you get points for hitting over 215 yards. Is it on our system or is there a scoring system? The balls are microchipped. Oh, nice. So they have sensors. If they go through one of the targets, basically there's an area around the pin that's all like netting. So if it passes through and there's like different frames within the netting. So if it passes through a certain spot, you get a certain amount of points. Nice. So it's interesting. It's fun to, you know, talk shit and... You know, uh, her friend had a a newer boyfriend that we had not met yet, so it was a chance for us to kind of break him feel in. each other out, right? Feel and, each other uh, up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ended up being a great guy. Uh, our sense of humor, very sophomoric. Dick and fart <laughs> jokes are okay, a plenty. So we had a great time busting the girls' balls. Um, but yeah, the only thing I will say is some of the balls, and this is liable to happen when you're smashing golf balls with golf clubs and oftentimes they even split because you're smashing a golf ball with a fucking steel or titanium golf club uh so some of the microchips did not work so basically it registered as a no score so i had a stretch of like six straight turns where i smashed it all the way to the back and didn't get any credit which was disheartening because i was winning at that point um You're but time to... flies i mean we we had paid for two hours and i mean before we knew it two hours was up but you had each each bay fits six people and each bay gets their own tv uh there's uh waiter waitress service like full service so they come to you they'll you know you can order food order drinks all that stuff they bring it to you and all that good stuff so, I mean, it was a pretty good time. It was a lot of fun. We had a good time. Would you do it again? Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this. How much does two hours cost? 40 bucks. And that's split by however many people you have in the oh, pot. Oh, you're not 40 bucks per person. So you could take four people, right. and for 10 bucks a person, you got two hours whack, whacking balls. Right. So what we did It's unlimited is, balls? It's, Yeah. It's just, just, just however many games you finish. And and they said on the website that a group of six people would generally take between an hour and an hour and a half to finish the main game, Top Golf. So uh, we had three couples. So we got two hours, which was 80 bucks. And we each paid 26 and change. That's not bad. Yeah. How are the drinks? Any good um any good drink prices, or are they your standard, like, you know, $4 beers or whatever? I mean, I I want to say they were 8 9 bucks a beer for the uh, craft beers which that I got. Uh, Heather got Angry Orchard. Uh-huh. And I, I think our tab uh, with my my uh, Cigar City and her Angry Orchard was like 17 Nice. So not terrible. I mean, no. kind of, kind of a, what you would expect from a place like that. So Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting comfortable here. But again, they offer the local beers too. So That's if you're cool. one of those like me who enjoys trying new craft beers and stuff like that, they've got you know a whole menu of craft beers. And then what else is down there? They have like a kids thing too, right? Don't they have kids stuff there? Or not uh, really? I mean, kids can play. There's no really like age limit. They, um, but um, I mean, they were at. The Green River Fest. Yeah. And um, they gave me a brochure for kids golf. Nice. 
they have like um, summer camp. Very cool. That they're going to be hosting and with golf pros and lessons and stuff like that. Right. And I mean, they have different stuff. They, they have uh, holes right up close to the range, you know, for uh, chipping games chipping, and yeah. stuff like that. And, you know, the mid-range game and obviously your driver and stuff like that. So it was a good setup. I really liked it. We had and a really good time. Their little bar, their little clubs are pretty good. Yeah. I, I mean, they're pretty much what you could expect for... You know, like when you go to a bowling alley and use the, the balls they're provided I to gotcha. get the job done. You know, I obviously, know. it's not going to be the comfort of your own equipment. Right, but, your own balls. Right, or your own shaft, but, you know, <laughs> gets the job done. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so I definitely see. think we should take a group there sometime. Yeah, I'd like to check it out for sure. Yeah, we, we get do together. our draft there. Sure. Absolutely. It'd be like a day long thing though, because you know, the draft would take like two hours and then we put another two hours on the on the range. Right. Right. Um I think that's all I've got for intro. Do you have anything else? Um, I've got just one thing to kind of uh transition us into <laughs> sports. Oh man. Um this allegedly happened, I guess, last summer during a barbecue for a high school football team. Like, this was after their, like, summer practices, but before school started. Right. Right. They had, like, an end-of-summer barbecue get-together, and the coach is now suspended. I don't know why it took this long. Um, it probably said in the story, I didn't... There was one line that I just really... I couldn't get past. Because I couldn't stop laughing. Not that it's funny, but it's funny. It's a funny joke, but not in the context that this guy did. Right. So, these this team has, you know, the team gathering or whatever, team barbecue and stuff like that. And head coach is grilling hot dogs. <laughs> and, again, if this were you or I doing it to each other and our friends, perfectly normal. He turns around and... Says to one of the players, uh, you think that's a big dog, you should see this one. And as he turns and says a joke, he has his uh, hot dog in the bun. So instead of a wiener, it's his wiener. Correct. And he showed it to a high school boy. Right. So... So, (laughs) In the context that it's in, it's not funny. It's not appropriate. It's very wrong on very many levels. He's basically a sex predator now. How he's, at this point, however many months later, only being suspended with pay and still has not been, A, fired and B, arrested, I I don't really know. But I laughed. I laughed really hard at the line because it's so cheesy. He turned around and said, if you think that's a big dog, you should see this one. That's like a, a porn line. Yeah, it's it's a funny joke at a barbecue with just your buddies who are all of age. Right. But a good a good rule of thumb is don't show your penis to high school kids. Right, that's a pretty good rule to live by. Unless, unless you're in high school. You, un, exactly, unless you're a high school kid 
and you're showing it to someone who wants to see it. So. But it's like if we, let's say, Devin, that you and I and all of our friends, let's say we're doing a July 4th cookout. We're all getting together. Hey, we're having a good time. Everybody's had a few beers, and Devin's grilling hot dogs, and Devin turns around and says, Hey, Billy, oh, you think that dog's big? You should see this one. And you turn around, and your dick is in the bun. Oh, man, you got me. Oh, Devin, you sly fucker. Oh, I looked at Devin's dick. Uh, I right. wrote jokes on me. Everybody laughs, all that stuff. It's a funny joke. Billy looked at a dick. Ha, ha, ha. Funny, because it's adults. It's legal. Head coach of a high school football team? No. Can't do it. That's just not smart. I don't know at what point you think it's smart to show your dick to a high schooler. And here's the thing. To you, high school football players... Is there anything more homophobic than, you know, high school athletes, male athletes? Not really. There's probably not many other than Bible thumpers. You know, they don't want to see a dick, especially their head coach is a dick. So how can you think that anything... grown man dick. (laughs) Right. So How can you think anything other than the player going to somebody about it is going to happen? What did he think was going to happen? Ha ha. He's going to laugh and he's going to go home and tell his mom about it. Oh, mom, you're never going to believe laugh. Coach did this funny, really funny joke. Oh, dad, get this. I saw Coach's dick. He put his dick what? in a hot dog bun. Isn't that funny? <laughs> no, dad, why aren't you laughing? Dad, why are you so red right now? You look angry. Why? Wait, no. Why are you going to get the gun, dad? <laughs> Not okay, man. I to to quote your darling wife, it's not okay. That is not okay. So, so there you have it. Don't show your wiener to high school kids. Right. It, it makes me think of uh, LT on Waterboy when he's like, "Which brings me to my next point: Don't, Don't smoke crack." <laughs> oh, Lawrence Taylor. Right. It's just like which brings me to my next point. Don't show high school kids your dick. Keep your wiener in your pants. Right, and out of the hot dog bun that someone eventually has to put their mouth on. Yeah, I hope he threw it away. He's like, I'm just kidding, and then he slams a real wiener in there and mixes them all up. (laughs) 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 Guess who got the dick bun? bun. (laughs) (laughs) Gives a whole new meaning to the term man bun. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, God. Uh, let's see. You want to talk a little bit about sports? Yeah, let's get into some sports. We've got a little bit of sports. You know, I added in... Here's a random one. Okay. Random somebody, thought of the day. Somebody posted a link on Reddit um, showing some of Floyd Mayweather Jr.'s speed. Right. And I honestly don't think... McGregor's going to be able to touch him. I don't think he'll land one punch. I don't think so either. Like, not and a full it, punch. I mean, it doesn't even have to do with speed. Mayweather's going to throw a couple jabs, and then he's going to back away and hide. And then he's going to throw a couple jabs, and he's going to back away and hide. I, I mean, that's his game. I think Mayweather could fight this fight with his hands on his hips. Right. You know what I mean? And just duck and move <clears throat> and duck and move. I mean, he's the premier... Defensive fighter of this generation. So, 
Yeah. So I I just saw the thing and I was like, you know, somebody else posted one of Tyson ducking punches. Right. Um, but still not even near as as quickly as as money. Well, to be fair, Tyson probably had like 50, 60 pounds on him. The only other guy who could duck punches like this was uh, Roy Jones Jr. Right, right up until he went heavyweight and then came back down. Roy Jones was one of my favorites. He was the best pound for pound for a very long time. Yep. And then he went up to heavyweight to prove that he could beat anybody. And then when he came back down from heavyweight, he couldn't beat anybody. He couldn't keep the, keep the chub off. It's a little easy to go heavier. Right. It's easier to poke up. And then when you're cutting down, you're cutting strength. Yep. You know? And then he went in the Matrix. So right. That's true. A, I wish he would act more. In hip-hop. You almost forgot. Yep. Um, the next little dot I have on here. Let's see. Uh, March Madness. You can do that. March Madness. Yeah. We're do down to the Sweet 16. Update. I haven't watched. I watched a little bit of it, like, here and there when I'm, like, at the restaurant or whatever. But, like, I haven't sat down to which, watch a game. Right. That um that that site you had last time that did the simulators and stuff that uh-huh. had FGCU going to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, not even close. FGCU lost in the first round. First round. So um, we're down to the Sweet Sixteen, which I have ten out of the sixteen teams, but only five out of the Elite Eight possible. Although I do have three out of the Final Four still available. Uh, the one that I don't have is Villanova, who lost to Wisconsin. So you got Wisconsin, Florida, Baylor, South Carolina, who knocked off Duke. That was something people didn't see coming. Huge. You got, you got Gonzaga, West Virginia, Arizona, Xavier, Kansas, Purdue, Oregon, Michigan, North Carolina, and Butler, and UCLA, Kentucky. So as it stands now... With my Final Four, I still have West Virginia, Michigan, and Kentucky in. So there's that. Nice. Um, Villanova was the one that I had that had lost, and, and I think they lost by like a few points. So they were almost there. SMU, that I was kind of hoping would go on a, on a mystical, magical run, uh, lost in the first round to USC, who won the play-in game uh, that was being played while we were recording last week. Uh USC has apparently become the masters of coming back from double-digit deficits. Uh, I think they've actually done it every game in this tournament. Up until they lost, uh, last in the round of 32, they lost to Baylor by six. But they did come back from a deficit to, I think, either briefly take a lead or tie the game up. So I can appreciate that effort. And I know there were some people, I don't remember who it was I heard, saying that... uh, and they were FGCU fans, better FGCU fans, that were hoping that USC would fire their coach because he went from FGCU to USC, which is quite the leap to make in any sport. Yeah. But um, I just don't see how you can fire the guy if he got you, you know, a couple points from the Sweet 16. I don't see it happening. So the better FGCU fans can I just... Understand where yeah. you are in the hierarchy. If a guy gets offered USC and he's currently at your school, he's oh, going I to think USC. he's going to jump to USC. Yeah. They could offer him mm, 50000 more a year, and he's still going to make that leap. Yeah, it's USC. Right. It's LA. It's not fucking Fort Myers or 
Estero or Bernita. <laughs> right. So. So there's that. Uh, let's see. I'm pulling my thing back up here. I saw an article on Marlon Mack. And they're yes. saying that he may be the sleeper pick of 2017. Sure. I I mean, he seems to be a consensus middle-round pick. They think but they're comparing I, him to I, Jordan Howard, which he I, was the number two rusher in the league last year. I think you and I both know that Marlon Mack is, is an extremely good talent. So I think anybody who gets him in a, in a fourth round, or if he somehow falls lower than that, you're getting a steal. Unless they're Jacksonville and you're going to ruin his life. <laughs> right. So apparently he was talking, he was working out. He did an individual workout today at the USF Pro Day with uh, a Jaguar scout. But there were a good number of teams there. I want to say like two-thirds or three-quarters of the league was there to watch the Pro Day. So that's interesting. I saw one of the pictures of one of the kids running the 40 at the Pro Day. Holy smokes, that guy was big. Uh, was it Kofi? Yes. Kofi Amiche. Yeah, he was the left tackle. That was a yep. big bastard. Yeah. I think he, he might catch on with the practice squad. He'll probably be undrafted free agent, if anything. But um, uh, Nigel Harris ran the 40. They didn't say what his time was, but uh, he looked to be pretty quick at it, uh, to my untrained eye anyway. So I think he's going to get a shot. If he doesn't get drafted in the later rounds, he'll at least get a shot as an undrafted free agent. Uh, Rodney Adams and Marlon Mack both opted to not run the 40 and sit back on the times they put up at the Combine, which I was mildly surprised Marlon Mack didn't run because I think we all know he's faster than the 4-5 he ran at the Combine. Yeah, he's explosive fast. Yeah, having watched the video of him running at the Combine, I felt like it almost looked like he was a little sluggish. Yeah. Like it didn't seem like he was running at top speed, and he still ran a 4.5. But I think we, we've all seen he's clearly, I mean, he's got breakaway, get away from the cop speed. <laughs> yeah. So, uh. I just, I think there there are actually some mock drafts that have him going in the second round. And that'd and, be cool. One that I saw had him going to the Raiders, which I think would be one of the few ideal situations that he could go to because he doesn't have to be the guy. They've got a great O-line. They've got a wide-open offensive system. Derek Carr is slinging the rock around out there. So he's going to get plenty of uh, quality chances if he goes somewhere like that. So hopefully he just, again, anywhere but Jacksonville or Cleveland, and I'm good. I think he'll do well. But I think he goes somewhere like Jacksonville. They don't seem to understand that you need to invest in the offensive line, which is why their offense is fucking terrible. Why their passing is in the bottom third of the league. The rushing is in the bottom third of the league. You can harp on Blake Bortles all you want, but Blake Bortles isn't rushing the football. So why is the run game terrible if it's all Bortles? You know what? Blake Bortles, I get that he was a turnover machine and kind of has been in his young career, but when you've got two and a half seconds to get the ball out every time you drop back, you're going to make mistakes. You don't have time to evaluate the defense. Yeah. So I think he can be plenty good. He had two years ago, 2015, he had a pretty damn good season. Threw for over 4,000 yards, almost 5,000 yards, 30-something touchdowns. He had a pretty good year. So I think he's capable if you could fucking block for him. I can't believe I'm 
defending a UCF grad, but he was good though. I think he's capable if you block for him. And I think the fact that they have no running game is a testament to the fact that they can't fucking block for shit. Invest in your O line. Well, I think they've taken one one tackle in the le- in the first round over like the last maybe ten years. I don't know. They keep going defense. They signed defense in free agency. Defense is not your problem. Go get offensive linemen. Ronald Leary left the Cowboys line to go to Denver. Uh, there was another lineman whose name escapes me. It might have been Doug Free. I don't remember that left Dallas to go somewhere else. Those are quality. They, those two came from the best offensive line in the league. You had a shot at them. You signed more defense. You don't get it. Build an O-line so you don't... Blake Bortles isn't out of the league next year, and you're ruining another guy's career after that. And so help me God if we take Marlon Mack and then ruin his career because he refused to build an O-line. I'm going to have not nice things to say about Jacksonville. Well, not not nicer than... Not nicer, yeah. Is, ...is already being said about that dump. Oops, did I say that out loud? No, what if we have listeners there? At least TJ might accidentally listen. TJ will readily tell you Jacksonville's a dump. Yeah, that's true. Um, I read another ESPN article that was saying that USF could be a sleeper for the playoffs. I mean, here's the thing. And I've seen this discussion. Actually, we had this discussion on one of the USF recruiting pay sites. Here's what we're going to need. You remember all the chaos that happened in 2007? Yep. And how we climbed to number two in six weeks because everybody else kept losing around us? Right. We need that kind of chaos multiplied by that kind of chaos. It's possible, Because here's the thing with that team, okay? First of all, that team got that highly ranked because of computers that have absolutely no human bias. None whatsoever. The computers evaluated who you played, who you played, played, and who you played, played, played. And that's how they determine strength of schedule, how you're winning, how much you're winning by, who beat who that week. The computer polls are completely unbiased. They're based on a formula. Unbiased as you get. The college football playoff committee can't say the same. It's a bunch of humans that are more likely to favor P5 teams than G5 teams at all. doesn't matter. Also, the 07 team went on the road to beat Auburn, beat North Carolina at home out of conference, beat a top five West Virginia team, which we're not going to see in the American. There's not going to be a top five team unless it's by some miracle us. So the strength of schedule was there. If we were playing the schedule that the 07 team played, we might have a chance. To play an SEC team on the road, a quality SEC team on the road, a quality ACC team at home. If we were playing that kind of schedule and the conference was as strong as the Big East was that those few years, we have a chance. The only way we have a chance is if at least three out of the five P5 conference champions 
have three or four losses. That's the only way. And they would have to be pulling a big upset in the conference championship game. Because look what happened this year. On one weekend, you had the two, three, and four teams all lose. And you know where those teams went? Two, three, and four. <laughs> they went. They didn't go anywhere. So tell me there's not a bias. It's just the strength. We would need a great strength of schedule. We're going to start ranked, and that helps. We are very clearly the lead candidate for the New York, New York Six Bowl, the G5 spot in that. But we need chaos on top of chaos on top of chaos if we're going to get there. Because we open with San Jose State. We come home for, I believe, fucking Stony Brook. And then we play Illinois, who, yes, it's a Big Ten team, but it's not a good Big Ten team. And it's at home. And then we play UMass. That's our last out-of-conference opponent. And UMass might as well be an FCS team. So that's what we're looking at out of conference. In conference, there's just too much uncertainty. We don't know what's going to be there. Will Tulsa be ranked? Who knows? Will Navy get ranked again? Who knows? Houston might start the season ranked. We don't know. Their head coach left. Their star quarterback's gone. Who's, who's Their star running back is gone. So does Houston get ranked? Probably not. Memphis? Probably not. Temple, maybe. It's possible, but their head coach is gone, so who knows what they have. There's too much uncertainty with the conference for us to to start out the season and say, yes, we are a, there's a, at least a decent potential of getting into the playoffs. We just need chaos. We need to run the table. We need to score at least 50 points a game and outscore our opponents by an average of at least 35 a game. Have a top 25 defense to go with our offense. And we need to run the table net. That's it. We need to have all kinds of things break well for us. We need to have at least three or four teams in conference get at least into the rankings at some point. Even if it's there at 23 when we beat them. That helps. Plus, if we can get to like nine wins, and then Quentin Flowers will get into the discussion for Heisman. That's what I would like to see. Is at least a dark horse mention. Give him yeah. at least a, a at least mention him. None of this. Oh, he got three votes, so he finished like twelfth in the Heisman voting. No, I want him to finish like the, third or first. If he, if he puts up the kind of season he put up last year, and we finish as the New Year's New Year's Six candidate for the G five, and we're in the top ten at the end of the season because we ran the table. And made them make a decision on the playoffs. He needs to be top five. And there's no other way around it. And don't give me quality of competition. If it was that easy, other quarterbacks and shit would be doing it. I mean, he accounted for over 4,000 yards and like 40-some touchdowns last year. By himself. He's the motor that makes it go. We had a top 10 offense in the country last year. He's the one that makes it go. He deserves some kind of consideration. If we go, if we run the table, he's in. He's he's got at least some mention. He's got to. He has to. Because look at what team was it last year that was was it Western Kentucky? Not Western Kentucky. Western Michigan. 
Right. That was undefeated or mostly undefeated just until like the very last week or right. something like that. They, I, mean, they I think they lost day. in the Cotton Bowl. They got game day and everything, so I would love to go down that road. Right. So, and we have Charlie Strong now. Yeah. Yeah. And spring ball has apparently looked good so far. Defense is making some plays. Offense is making some plays. Q's being Q. Uh, wide receivers are making plays. You know, one of the big questions is going to be what we do without Rodney Adams out on the outside. But I think we've, we've got some bigger guys on the outside now. You know, Scantling is coming back. Valdez Scantling is coming back from uh, from last year. So he's going to be one of the go-to guys. And then it's, you know, does McCants win the other side? Does uh, Devon Trace Dukes win the other side? Darnell Solomon, who's a, a solid four-star receiver coming out of high school. Is it Mitchell Wilcox? NFL size. Mitchell Wilcox and Elkana Dillon at tight end. I mean, come on. They were we're good. loaded plus, offensively. Plus my boy, Darius Tice. Right. And from what I've seen, he's he's been the old Darius Tice. There's no no apparent nagging uh nagging ankle issues coming back from the broken ankle. That guy So that's nice. And that guy plays one hundred percent. Right. He gives Full go. every bit of it on every single time every single down. Right. So I I and I know Charlie Strong is a power run kind of guy. Sure. He's eye form, pro set, you know, he's not really a spread guy. Well, our offensive coordinator is a Baylor guy. So we'll they're not going to tweak the. They're not going to have to tweak the offense too much to fit what he wants to do. There will be more power running in the spread, but there will also be more kind of downfield shots. And the receivers said they're running more routes than they ran last year. So it it's a more intricate offense. It's not you know the same five or six plays. You know, run this way, run that way, run up the middle. And then flip the play and run it the other way. And then try to get open. Right. So, yeah, it, it will be interesting to see. But so far, all the feedback is that we should expect business as usual. And if he gets the defense in the top even 50, as compared to last year, we shouldn't lose to anybody. Now, here's the question I have. Is Charlie Strong one of those guys who plays the prevent when he's up? Or does he keep the foot on the gas? I don't think he will be. And and from the sounds of it with his defensive coordinator that he brought with him from Texas, uh, he actually wasn't the D.C. at Texas, but he's the D.C. now here and has been with him since, I think, Louisville. Um, he's a fired-up, aggressive kind of guy. Nice. So, Yeah, I want to see him. Uh, I think we'll, yeah, I think we'll see more aggressive defense this year. And, I mean, if the other team's dropping back to pass when they're down 20 with four minutes left, keep blitzing. I agree. I agree. Why should we lay off if they're not going to? Right. And that was Willie Taggart's point last year. If you try to score on us, we're going to score on you. Yep. I think that's how it should be. If you want to keep running, if you keep your starters in there and you want to keep running like, your offense yeah. and trying to score points, then we're going to keep running our defense Listen, and keep you from scoring points. If you're down by 21 and there's 90 seconds left and you're still trying to score, guess what's going to happen? Right. So, uh, let's see. Let me go back to my list here. Do, do, do. Shit, that's all I got. Oh, spring game's coming. Let's see here. Right. 
the spring game I'm interested more intrigued now because they're uh, because this year it's the day before Easter uh, a couple hours before the game for the children they're actually doing an egg hunt yeah I wanted to get with, there right uh, when they open with the prizes and stuff for the kids so I'm interested to see what the prizes are like if they're you know like a roll of USF stickers or right you know like <clears throat> oh like rolls. a free a free kids USF hat or something like that that'd be interesting yeah I I would I want to I hope Charlie is there because I would love to take a picture with him oh I'm sure he'll be there he'll be I mean it's a spring game so I have to be somewhere yeah I mean I know but, he'll be there but I hope he'll be accessible my hope is that I win the sideline passes for the spring game yeah that would be neat the other two I would be good with really anything that's left at this point. There's sideline gear. Um, there is sideline gear, game worn jerseys. They were printing uh, T-shirts last year. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. The um, the big one that's left now, uh, as far as like the giveaways that they're doing this month, uh, there is sideline passes to the spring game, sideline passes to the Illinois game. And the grand prize on the last day of the month is to be a honorary captain for the home opener coin toss. Now, so, how do you win these uh, items? These are, they're drawn names from people who have... Um, oh, renewed the re-upped. season tickets. Yeah, re-upped for next season. Nice. I get to call my dad, see if he's done that yet. Yeah, because I mean, March 31st is the deadline. Well, I'm sure he has. So April 1st is like the last drawing, like, okay, anybody who's got up to this point is now in it, and that's it. So. Well, I hope you win something cool. I'm hoping. I'd like to. Call that guy that got us on the sidelines, was it two years ago? Last year. No, yeah, two years ago, Syracuse game. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, that was fun. That's why I'm like, sideline passes to the Illinois game? We could be down there for the whole game. Yeah, that would be neat. Absolutely. Um, and we're gonna. You guys are gonna come up probably the night before for that one, or you think you'll come up in the morning for the spring game? We'll be yeah. coming up probably around lunchtime. Nice, because we got an Easter egg hunt in town that we are helping out with. So I gotcha. Um, and I think that's all I got. That is all I see. So you got I a, think we've wrapped it up. You got a joke. I do have a joke. You got jokes. What do you call a driver who's never been in an accident? A good driver? A reckless. <laughs> also a man. <laughs> I, I was it. expecting that to be the punchline. Somehow making it about female drivers mm-hmm. being terrible because they are. Yeah, uh, but it was reckless. <laughs> you know what? I wanted to start a YouTube channel. I don't know if I mentioned this to you before. Mm-hmm. And all I wanted to be just be is just women backing into parking spots or just women parking in general. Right. Because I see it in my in my garage. You kind of you kind of have to back in when you get there early because right. if there's a line to get out, you're never fucking getting out. Right. But if you're facing forward, you can just pull out and be like, fuck you, I'm coming out. Right. You know what I mean? 
Right. So where we park, everybody backs in, and it's hilarious to watch. Like, you could see, like, if you're sitting in your truck for, like, five minutes, you know, the next car comes in, and it's like, and you're like, oh, that was a dude. And then the next right. car comes in, and it's like, and you're like, okay. And then she stops, and it's still crooked. And it's like the 18-point uh, turn, and yeah. she's parked across both lines. And... <laughs> right. She's got a backup camera and everything. It's still not working. So I, I thought that would become a fun YouTube channel. It's just called Women Parking. Absolutely. Listen, my Tundra, I have to do like an eight-point turn to park forward. Mostly because I'm paranoid about hitting somebody. If I back into a spot, I can do that shit with my eyes closed. With my Tundra, with Heather's car, doesn't matter. Backing into the spot, I can do that shit with my eyes closed. So like at work, there are several women there who own pickup trucks. And there was one day they watched me just back right in. And they're like, how do you do that? And I was like, are you kidding me? What do you mean, how do I do that? And they're like, you just backed in, just went straight in. I'm like, yeah, it's easier for me to back that thing in than it is to pull forward. It's not hard. It shouldn't be anyway. If it's hard, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, just uh, pull out. He <laughs> 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 said pull out. So I want to see, seriously, I might even, because it's, it's a little bit early, it's not even midnight yet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go on Fiverr and see what I can find. Oh, yeah, son. And do I want to try the Australian one first. Oh, that'll be so hot. Yep. Wait, did I say that out loud? No. Okay, good. Nope, you did not. I did not hear you say that would be so hot. Oh, good. All clear. Nice. So, um, thanks for listening to us. Uh, We'll follow up with you guys next week. Absolutely. Final four update. Right. And, uh, oh, I'll let you know how the chin-up went. Absolutely. Can't wait. Can't wait. Old Bart Scott. Can't wait. He should be. He should be one of our intro voices too. It's BDSM time. Can't wait. Can't wait. See him, Pittsburgh or whatever he says. Cleveland, right? Yeah, I think it's Pittsburgh. Couldn't stop a nosebleed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so cheesy. All right, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Alrighty, guys. We'll see you next week.